0: Please pronounce your name correctly for me.
1: Rebecca. Christine Vessel.
0: So you all run an agency that in, is involved in public arts in the Oslo region. Is it only the Oslo region?
1: No, we are all over the country.
0: Okay, in the Norwegian region.
1: Thank you. Yes. I can confirm that.
0: Okay, excellent. Tell me a little bit about the history of this agency that you all run and how you all sort of got together, created the agency, and then how it works to sort of uh, facilitate and assist with public arts in the region.
1: We started actually 22 years ago with uh, working with uh, art in public spaces. Uh, And we are independent, so we do have to have a strategy of how to get an income to work with art in public spaces so, uh, so th- from the very beginning we have had this idea that uh, we want to work with uh, both uh, state municipalities and, uh, and the business you know uh, companies that want to uh, engage in the public space and work with art and we want to collaborate with artists so then we have uh, a lot of different people who can collaborate on uh, make that happen so that is our main interest to make it happen and produce it and curate it and uh, to finance that we have to think about different models to do that so we either initiate it by yourself. We, we, we see places or artists that could do really interesting things in public space, and then we have to fund it by applying for money or ask for uh, sponsors or kind of that. The other way is that we collaborate with the institution or municipalities or uh, organization that want things to happen and they come to us and we work together or the third model is that we are uh, working uh, we get an, a client that wants something to happen
0: always the best way yeah
1: Yeah, but I think it's really important for us in, in, in all our history to have kind of all these three models to work with because it's uh, especially to have some independent project, don't you agree, Viveca?
2: When we started in 1999, it was the I guess that the climate for uh, public art was some was not much uh, in interest for, especially in in the the private sector. So uh, um, we had to create um, the possibilities to to work with art in in temporary. Uh, and contemporary art in in public space mm. uh, and we were naive when we we started out and we wanted to do art in public space with with the uh, private companies because hey who are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of you yeah. what what kind of uh, um, background do you have uh, so i i guess that we haven't succeeded with that even now uh, with the private sector But we do have some, some, uh, um, that's that's the model of the three parts model that we had to to work with with, uh, the private sector in small uh, um, projects, I guess, Uh, and also with clients who are not private, mostly. Uh, but uh, like the the central station, for example, is a half private, half uh, government. You know, mm-hmm. but so and also that initiative that we do ourselves, because I think that's that's the main part who um, get that we know we are known for. Of of course, the central station is is very important for us to because it's a huge. Uh, uh, Public space and a lot of people and and uh, and the show off there is is uh is um is good but um, the most interesting uh, public space that we have done I think is uh, is the the one who are initiative uh, by us and the artist himself mm. who are I- maybe in in uh, you you are free because it's uh, is. Um, Possibilities to do whatever you want, and you can apply for the money. But in the art, you can do whatever you want. And I think that's a, uh, a good ex- example in, uh, in some of the uh, art work we have done in the public space here in Oslo uh, with the artists who are maybe political. Uh, and, um, and we have some actually trouble with, uh, with the Turkish government uh, because of the arts. So, um, yeah. So um, it's it's, uh, interesting when you can take it uh, uh, and develop an art scene uh, who are um, more political, I think.
0: So when it comes to the... the public art in this region. What's the primary way? Like so is it mostly governmental support or because it sounds like from what you're saying private support is not as common as sort of municipal supports? Is, am I understanding that correctly?
1: Yes, I think you are understanding it correctly, but I think also to to kind of uh, elaborate what Vivek was Uh, talking about, the the, when we started off, it was like uh, we were alien in a new market and, you know, alien for for the artist. Nobody kind of, uh, uh, it was kind of unknown territory for what we saw uh, as, uh, 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 I mean, it was really, for us, it was obvious that, that this was a good idea. So it took kind of 15 years before everybody else could see it. It was a good idea to work with art in public spaces in the way. Uh, I think we have done all the time, uh, mainly we have focused a lot of uh, contemporary art, but it's it just there for, uh, uh, what, uh, it's not there forever. It's always like for a month, for maybe for a day uh, performance. Uh, and, and this... Um, Kind of being limited for uh, uh, with the art in the public space gives us freedom to you know explore themes in in the art and let the artists explore the mat- uh, use of material. You don't have to have the the metal to 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 last forever or the stone to to last forever. You can work with fabric. You can work with Many interesting uh, mm. uh, materials. So, and the expression also has. Uh, it's easier to initiate, uh, you know, projects that are really important here and now. So we did this really interesting project in uh, the Oslo train station just after uh, Utøya on twenty twenty second of July so we could respond to that and uh, and that was a really a hard task but the 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 artist Jan Christensen, they really managed that project really get well so it's very interesting to activate and to be a, a important commonplace uh, for people in general but also for expression when you work with art in public space and when you are uh, are working with project for limited uh, time uh, and the presence.
0: Oh, yeah. I used to run a public arts program, yeah. uh, a temporary yeah. one, where we would, uh, we had sort of standardized locations for sculptures. Mm-hmm. And every six months, we would basically install a new sculpture onto these pedestals, basically. But even the pedestals, we could move, but that's a whole different issue. But so one of the things that I always ran into was, of course, like, people would say things like, well, why should I fund a temporary thing, you know, whereas I could invest that money in full, you know, uh, something that would stay. So like, what about the balance of like, how many of your projects are permanent and how many of your projects are temporary? And what are some of the different sort of issues that you run into for each of those different criteria?
1: It's it's of, of, the obvious thing is uh, how how long is the artwork going to last in this place? So so the freedom you have uh, in also uh, doing the art project when you just are there for limited time is really really different when we work with uh, uh, commissioned work for a new building. That's two different. Oh, yeah,
0: That involves committees yeah. and like a ton of red tape and bureaucracy and, yeah. and decorators and all kinds of people. But temporary works is sort of like, it's temporary, you know, like as long as you don't damage the property, you know, have fun. Yeah.
1: yeah actually, Wiebeke has a really good, uh, I, I really remember one temporary project we did up in Grodan, which is a kind of suburb here in Oslo. And you re- battled with the, with the, what you would call the kind of cowboys in the business doing uh, property development. And I think you had something like saying, I don't remember, but you have to correct me. You said uh, he he nobody wanted to to say yes to this art project in the this business. And 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 it looks really bad this place. And and then I think you said Vibeke, you had. Can't be worse. it Can't be worse than it is, and and that they responded to.
0: It's one of those weird things that, like, a lot of people, almost everybody, like, whether it's politicians or developers or property owners, whatever, they'll all say yes, or, or they'll all say maybe. Mm. But ve- it's very hard to get yeses out of most of those people because they're always like, well, you know, like, can I they want to either be more involved in it or they want to, like, you know, approve it or they want to be like way more thing- and they won't hand over the reins oftentimes. And when it comes to politicians in particular, they don't want to say yes, because then they'll it'll be on the record that they said yes. And then they could if something if somebody doesn't like it, they can blame them for it. So, like, there's that. But yeah, it's very difficult to get sort of definitive answers out of these people to make things happen. I mean, endless times it's like it comes down to literally the last day before they can make it. They can make a decision before they will make a decision.
1: That's true. That's true. And I, I think also uh, what we struggle with is the uh, okay. The if you if if we are developing the the city. Uh, and the politicians say okay we we want to do this. this this is important for the city but doing working with private investors and private developers that could be really really good actually sometimes if you have a visionary uh, developer and we do uh, so so in that uh, in we have to take that into consideration but if you if you aren't having a visionary Prospect or perspective of what you're doing, uh, working with the art uh, is out of your uh, what you 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 are kind of your competence in uh, in uh, you don't do this every day and it's only only hassle because it it will engage people and and maybe you don't want to engage people so that's the struggle you have to work with.
2: Don't you agree? I agree, and um, it's, it's when it comes to, it's all about the money, you know. Is uh, that's shocking? <laughs> <laughs> how this, how does it fit in my uh, point of view of uh, the property is going to be uh, raised up to be? Uh, I, I don't know what you call it. Um, more. Uh, more... Uh, How
1: will this give value for money? Value for money, in, in, of in course, my, yeah. In
2: my project?
0: Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Return on investment yeah, is what they yeah. always say, which drives me nuts yeah. because y- you can't quantify yeah. the return of like putting a beautiful sculpture in the middle of a, a office complex. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there is no literal one-to-one return on investment for that. But if you put a beautiful piece of art in there, people will enjoy working there more.
1: Yeah. So it's easy.
0: Well, to us, you know, preaching to the choir here in the room, we all agree with this. But trying to quantify that in some way to these, whether it's municipalities or private developers, is really hard sometimes.
1: Yes. But sometimes, uh, actually, I I will say, because we have done this for over 20 years, so I think it it is a shift and uh, the awareness is, is... of the value of it is actually changing, in my opinion.
0: That's good to know.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, uh, again, going back to the project we do at the train station, which is uh, a big project that has been going on for 20 years, doing temporary art project in the station and actually doing a lot of bold projects.
0: And you've been managing it for 20 years.
1: Uh, except for two years, we have been doing it all the time. Yes it's, nice. yeah so so in that perspective, I think uh, the awareness of this type of engagement and communication with, with the public, uh, the value of it is discussed and acknowledged more and more, I see
0: well that particular location is a very international hub i mean what we're talking about uh, is the central train station in the downtown area and it it's very much an international hub and so therefore the, and also a lot of people have downtime there so they they it's nice to have an alternative thing to like eating or shopping uh while you're you know waiting for your train or waiting mm. to tra- transfer trains kind of thing so like that's a very unique location where basically people hang out there mm. for long periods of time versus well pretty much almost anywhere else in, in society mm.
1: but we have done like a small pilot in small station as well so uh because they're open so I, i'm just saying it i think it's important to acknowledge that that the awareness is uh, of the value of working and seeing that what 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 gives and what creates a good public space isn't uh, only the architecture; it's also the the social architecture, the the the, the content, what's happening, how do you feel, uh, how do you uh, engage, react, how. Uh, how will you, as a as a user of public space, uh, how d- do we meet you by acknowledging that you are seeing, thinking, and engaging in the uh, society?
2: But I, I think that the Oslo Trade Station and, and the artwork there is kind of unique, because there is not many other places in Norway, and other companies do have you know, been, we have been working for that for 20 years, mm. and that's kind of unique. And, and no private, I haven't, we don't know any other privates or any uh, other companies who are uh, doing um, temporary work, artwork like this. Mm. Um, that's true. So, and, and mostly is uh, in the private sector, in the public space, they do have, of course, artwork but they're more permanent mm. and they're more like in like an investment. Mm. That's true. So that's that's uh, so I think we should say that um, the Oslo Central Station is quite, quite unique in Norway.
0: Mm. Well, as an agency though. So it sounds like you do temporary works, you do some permanent works, you work for municipalities, you work for private developers, possibly even just private people for all I know. But so the you know, how many projects do you all run on any given moment? So like on average, because like, I mean, a lot of people think outside the arts, they think like you do one project and you start start it and then you complete it and then it's done, then you move on to project B and then you do that from start to completion. I'm guessing it's more of a juggling act of multiple different uh projects being proposed, then being turned down and then hope and a prayer over here and then a no and and then like and then suddenly you'll get like five yeses all at the same time and then you have like a dozen projects to work on so how does that work for you all like what's the balancing act there
1: yeah. We juggle. Oh, did they pretty much you. just
0: explain it perfectly to you?
1: Uh, you did, actually. We we juggle. Uh, oh, my God. How many projects uh, am I involved in at the moment? Fifteen?
0: <laughs> what? That's a lot more than I expected you to say.
1: Yeah, I think it is actually that because I, I do... Uh, or,
2: or the company, maybe fifteen in the same time. In
0: the same the time, yeah. Mm. Okay, but wait. When you say fifteen, that means you have fifteen proposals out, or fifteen confirmed projects that you are now actively working. Confirmed. On. Okay, but then you also have how many proposals out at the same time?
1: Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, you know uh, that's another ball game. <laughs> Proposals, so that could be an uh, one-off uh, podcast in itself because you have to know how to write applications.
0: Agreed. I'm horrible at it. Go ahead. School uh, so, me.
1: Yeah. Okay. That it. It. You really, really need to know and read the the. You know, um, what do you call it the
0: the perspective you, the RFQ. You, example, yes,
1: yeah. uh, thoroughly. that or RFP. It, yeah. Or. And you have to try to set your uh, set your mindset to the to the, the one who uh, uh, to to the, uh, the one who is in the jury or uh, evaluate your pro. You have to go into the mind. If or,
0: they even tell you who that person or group will be, because yes, some of them of won't course. even tell you
1: and you have to connect and you have to work the floor and talk to people and be around and you have to always think and that's uh, what we always discuss You have to always be aware that your last project is maybe the one that you be will be evaluated on so you always have to deliver don't you agree Rebecca? I agree and and we can also like uh, just
2: yesterday we got to know that we didn't get any a big huge project where we're working for one year, so for no money also almost. <laughs> so so that's also a part of it, you know. I think you can be working to get this project for for a long time. And sorry. Yeah. So. Um, then you have to start again, and you have to, and uh, of course, at least for the not only for us, but for also the the artist and also for the architect.
0: Yeah, I mean the amount of time and energy that anybody, you know, artists and or like an agency like yours that's basically trying to you know put up exhibitions, temporary and permanent. The amount of time that we have to fill out forms and fill out applications that is is basically working for free for the hope and the prayer that we will get that mm. commission or task or job or whatever and then uh, you know the amount of time we have to put in and energy and resources in hope <laughs> it just sort of drives me nuts because most other industries aren't like this mm. you know but our industry is like very reliant on Dreams and hopes and prayers and it's very unfortunate because we, I think we end up wasting a lot of time that we could have been like it, it, for instance if you had a pro, if there was like 10 project potentials out there in the world and one of them said we love you we want to work with you give us 100% of your time you would do an amazing job for that, but unfortunately, you have to spread yourself thin over ten potentials <laughs> and do like a you know ten percent abilities on all of them, hoping to get all ten. In the end, only getting one. Blah blah blah. You get the idea. So like, it's I don't like this system.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It's it 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 is really demanding, and and uh, and that's I really mean that that is one of the things. Vibeke uh, and me has kind of uh, put on the agenda that you, we can't do this. We have, we are have five employees here. We have to support. They have, they have mortgage, mortgage. mortgage uh, how, how do you say it? Mortgage. Thank you, and they have uh, children and uh, they have to have. You know, you have the yeast. So we don't run this business like we. Oh, we got this project, then you can get paid. No, we have to pay them every month. So it's professional. I'm a professional, and it costs. So that is got uh, no
0: projects this month. Nobody's getting paid.
1: No, you can't work like this. So that is kind of we have to, we have to put this uh, at the agenda actually, and we have to say it out loud, again and again. And that's also why we don't uh, do that many p- projects
2: uh, that are initiated by us. Because, uh, or the artist, and then for, you know, we, we can't apply for money and hope, um, but we can apply for, for new jobs. Yeah. So, um, and uh, so that's, that's maybe changed a little that we're working more with the permanent art now. Than we did just five or six years ago, so um, so there's there's a balance there. So there's, there's fewer fewer um, uh, uh, on of own projects, uh, own babies, I will say, yeah. and and more of with clients. Sure.
0: Well, I mean, in my mind, now keep again, keep tell me if I'm wrong on this, but in my mind, like the hierarchy of like most, we'll call it lucrative, so mm-hmm. like best income. Permanent installation, best income, highest percentage because it's generally the the biggest value. Temporary would be middle, and then sort of personal projects. You'd be lucky if you're even breaking even. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and but but what we we what we discuss that is that we even though it is like that, we have to have some babies, some baby project to keep the spirit going because. If not, we will be like anybody else. Like, uh, we try to be us mesen, Kulturbureau mesen. We try to do, be that.
0: Doing municipal, like, committee decision-making, permanent installations that take, can take decades for their approval and installation, it can be soul-crushing. Like, I'm fully aware of it. I'm on your side. Like, <laughs> wow. I have I've been like, I did one project that, I mean, it was a simple thing. It was like a little tiny, like life-size sculpture that was literally just being tucked in a corner. Yeah. Took them five years to approve buying this thing. The artists held on to it for five years waiting because they had said they were interested in it. So the artist had to wait to get paid for this project for five years. I had to wait to get this paid for this project for five years. Only after five years did they finally say yes. It was so annoying. And don't get me wrong. It was not five years worth of income.
1: No, it isn't. So that's why we have so many projects. And that's why we have to be kind of really good at structuring our project so that we don't use time without purpose. And and another thing, we we we, we don't
2: have a gallery. Yeah. We don't have any. We, we don't work with you know, a few artists. We we work with the, any artists, who are suitable for that project, yeah. and yes. um, and also we don't sell art. We we curate and we produce.
0: That's a great question that I was wondering about. Is sort of how do you find your artists? So like basically, what I'm asking is like do you look for pre-existing artists that have already accomplished the kinds of things? So I'm per, I'm thinking of a you know, permanent installation. So like, do you go, oh, I love this other building that had this permanent installation or I saw this piece by this person in Copenhagen or whatever, you know, and, and then commission them or ask them for a proposal or do you actually like, maybe take younger or maybe artists outside of a medium and say like, hey, let, I want to push you and see what you can do in this kind of, a, of a situation. Which of those, or, or am I wrong on either of them, but, or which of them is more the way you lean?
2: Both of them, of course. But um, in, in in a bigger project, we need the younger and we need uh, those who are, but it is a, is a site-specific work. Of course, you can buy uh, artwork that are there, so you can have, uh, um, but uh, the bigger one, the bigger work, we would like to, to work with the artist uh, just on site.
0: So just to be clear, you all do not go to an art gallery and purchase any like pre-existing work. Everything you do is more or less what I would call commissioned work.
1: Uh, uh, we, uh, we mainly do commissioned work and we also uh, like to dare t- and dare to to, to pu- push you know artists to do things they don't we have shown they've done before, but we do com- uh, also buy some art that already exists, but that is not our main focus. That is kind of what we do in in the lo- end of a process if we need to. If you have some money left, yeah.
0: I I dare you to tell me you ever have money left (laughs) nobody has money (laughs) all right well here let's wrap this up then so any sort of last insights about public art and the relationship of public art or the funding of it or any sort of things that you feel like you have uh, some wisdom to share with the, the listeners
1: Collaborate! Don't collaborate as artist and as curator as team. Collaborate and uh, uh, and be be you large in your uh, collaborations. I think uh, think you will get a lot of uh, a lot of resources and a lot of knowledge and a lot of money, more money to, if you work together. That's my be collaborative. I agree networking and be large
0: networking totally different topic but also important yeah Yeah. all right well thank you very much
1: thank you thank you
0: before you go we would like to thank you for listening all the way to the end of the episode we would also appreciate it if you would share the podcast with your friends families co-workers and studio mates anyone with an interest in the arts and creative industries The building and strengthening of the arts and creative community both today and in the future is at the core of our mission for this podcast. You can listen, rate, and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are produced by 5014, the audio was edited by Kush Audio Services, and the music was created by Pete Bybee. The Wise Fool Art Podcast is supported in part by an EEA grant from Iceland, Liechtenstein and Norway in an effort to work together for a green, competitive and inclusive Europe. We would also like to thank our partners Hunt Kastner in Prague, Czech Republic and Kunst in Norge in Norway. Links to EEA grants and our partner organizations are available in the show notes or on our website, wisefoolpod.com mm